You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. Well, first, let me say Happy New Year, and I'm so glad that you found the podcast because we have switched feeds. So we went from being part of the Dental Podcast Network Channel 1 feed to now your Dental Top 5 is on its very own feed, so it'll be much easier to find, and hopefully you can share it easier. So please make sure to take a minute to like and review it because it's all brand new now, so we need to get it back uh, up in its ratings. Uh, And so I really want to thank you for being here. And before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to tell you really quickly about one of my favorite gifts that I gave this year. It's a question that I often like to ask patients. What's your favorite gift that you gave? And so my favorite gift that I gave this year, I actually gave as sort of a top five because maybe I'm a little obsessed with top five. And I gave it to my sister-in-law and it was my five favorite things that I discovered in 2020. So I sent her the book, Burnout, Unlocking the Stress Cycle. It's a really cool book. I sent her some clear nasal spray because we've learned that, you know, that can kill COVID and we want to be safe. And she's a nurse. I sent her this new tea that I discovered. It's Bigelow Lavender Chamomile Tea with Probiotics. It tastes and smells so good. I sent her toothbrush shields by IntelliDent to protect her toothbrush. It's like a little mask for your toothbrush. And then I sent her this new lotion by Kitty and Pierce that I discovered that really helps keep my hands moist um, and, and not cracky and dry. And since she's a nurse, I know that she needs that just as much as I do. So now let's launch into today's episode. So we're hitting the new year, right? And maybe we're making resolutions and maybe we're making changes or Maybe sometimes we make changes and we figure out that, you know what, that change wasn't a good change. We didn't need to make that change. It was better the way it was before. And I think sometimes we struggle with that and we think that if we, if we undo a change that we've made, that we've failed in some way. But I can tell you, sometimes change isn't exactly what we need to do. And so today to talk about that, I've brought along a guest Kim Carpenter, RDH, and she's going to talk to us about the top five reasons that she returned to dental hygiene. So Kim, thanks so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so blessed to be here. Well, I um, read your article that you wrote about returning to dental hygiene. Yes. And it was such a, a fascinating story about how, how you know, you left um, and then and then you realized, oh my gosh, wait. Hang on. Maybe that change wasn't the right change for me. And what a brave thing to do. Oh, I'm so impressed. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. It's It's been a journey, you know, the last uh, few years since I like to say I broke up with dental hygiene and then we got back together again. You know, it, it, I broke I broke up with my husband before we got married and then we got back together. And <laughs> it's worked out. Yeah, so. <laughs> so it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been in dentistry? In dentistry. So I've been a hygienist for um, almost 10 years now. Yeah, so I graduated 2011. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And, and so tell us a little bit about what happened. So I was a clinical hygienist right out of the gate. I came out of school. 
Um, and I wanted to hit the ground running. I worked six days a week, um, which I think a lot of people can can relate to and needed the money. Needed the money. Yeah, exactly. And um, that final semester when I was earning my bachelor's degree is when a, a hygiene professor came over to me and said, I think you need to do, I think you need to consider something aside from clinical. So she planted that seed in my brain. Um, and I did explore different avenues, a lot of different avenues within dentistry. And I find found myself back with clinical hygiene where I'm happy, I'm thriving. I, I'm just my best self. I love it. Okay. So I don't, I don't want to like wreck our top five by talking all about yeah. it beforehand. So let's launch into the top five reasons that you returned to dental hygiene. So yeah. what's number one? Let's do it. So my number one, first and foremost, is the patients. So I think about my patients before, during, and after they're in my operatory. Um, I have always been challenged to treat every patient like they're my family. And that's how I present treatment to them. So I say things like, if you were my mother, I would tell you to get an electric toothbrush. If you were my dad, I would tell you to get a water pick. I would, I just, that's how I treat my patients. And um, just yesterday, I had a, a patient say to me, and this is probably the best compliment I've ever received from a patient in my, my 10 years of hygiene was, Kim, you care mo- way more about my teeth than I do. <laughs> don't we all I, I think we all do yeah <laughs> yeah I said you are absolutely right I do care a lot about your teeth and that's my job so number one patience absolutely I think without a doubt anytime I've taken uh you know we've moved and I've taken a break from hygiene you know as we get my family settled that's always who I miss the most and then you I still think about patients like there's patients that I had I don't know how many offices ago how many moves ago that I still think oh I wonder how they're doing and and I just consider them friends the moment they're in my chair. Yeah. Yeah. You're my people the minute that I treat you. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. So what's number two? So number two was uh, I was underwhelmed with the urge to do more. So like I kind of touched upon, I, I thought I'd be a clinical hygienist five days a week, 40 hour, five days a week, 40 hours a week um, until I was ready to retire. And my first year and a half-ish of hygiene school, I would have told you, yes, that was my very plan. It was safe. It was nice. It was contained um, until I, I felt like, wow, a lot of other hygienists are doing other things. What else should I be doing? Should I be teaching? Should I be in sales? Should I be in marketing? Should I be in public health? Um, and I thought I needed all those things on my, my CV my resume, my LinkedIn profile. I needed to have bragging rights that I did that. And that's not always the answer. If you're meant to be a clinical hygienist, that's okay. That's where you're comfortable. That's where you're happy. And that- I think it's more than okay. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And, um, you know, I just felt I'm a perfectionist. And so I felt part of this perfection was stepping out of the operatory and and doing exactly what a, a person with a dental hygiene degree should do. And, and that doesn't look the same for everyone. And that's okay. And, and I, I think, I mean, I think our society in general always tells us that if, you know, if you are where you are and you're not moving, moving forward, that you're, you're not doing it right. Like you're missing out. You're, you're not, you're not pushing yourself, but 
But to stay in the op and to stay treating patients, you're still evolving. It's not like it's not like I I'm not still treating patients the way I was treating them in 1996 when I graduated from hygiene school. No. I mean, that has oh my gosh. I mean, that world has evolved and and still and still remained in the clinical hygiene realm, but but to to feel like you're just a clinical hygienist, to feel like that's that's somehow a just or that's somehow not enough is it's, I, I think something that we need to we need to let go. Yeah, we need to decide that it's awesome. Absolutely, and um, you know, I worked in some dental related jobs. You know, in um, in a lot of dental related jobs, not necessarily in clinical hygiene. Um, and I have to be the first to admit, I liked them. I didn't love them, and I was mediocre at best. I, you know, it, if you're not loving what you're doing, it shows, and it, it's a long day. So find something you love, find something that you're good at and, and be that. Yeah. And be the, be the best at that. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, so how about number three? Okay. So number three is professional fulfillment. So about three years ago, I was so angry with dental hygiene. Professionally, I was really unhappy. I was unfulfilled. Um, and I took my anger out on it by leaving and, uh, li- literally and figuratively, I, Stepped away from dental hygiene. Um, and like I said, when I when employers asked me why I was leaving hygiene, I made up half-truths about, oh, I have a sore back, or you know, my wrists are really sore, or hygiene doesn't love me, but I love it, or phrases like that that, you know, were again half-truths. And I just realized that after taking a step away, that I I love hygiene. I love being a clinical hygienist. My happiness cup is overfilled when I'm in the dental office treating patients. I I, I love that you that you took the time to to really figure that out and and gave yourself permission to 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 go back and to not look at it like you know oh oh I'm going back you know oh what a what a failure but no I'm. I'm I'm back. It's it's not I'm going back. It's I'm back. Like in this great positive, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> sort of voice. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't always that way, Amanda. Like I I definitely had my struggles with is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And I always came back to that urge just in my heart. I just knew something was pulling me back, and I knew there was a reason, and I I couldn't ignore it anymore. I had to just let it live. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Okay, so how about number four? Okay, so number four is revitalizing my why. So on the day that I thought I broke up with dental hygiene, I ripped every single scrub top and scrub bottom that was perfectly pressed in my closet, and I crinkled them up into a ball and shoved them into a trash bag, and I shoved it to the back of my closet, and I was prepared to let that bag stay there forever. And during this COVID-19 global pandemic that we've all been facing, I was stuck inside my house and, you know, like the hygienist type A gal that I am, decided that I was going to organize and my first victim was the closet. So I took everything out and organized everything and I found those scrubs and I asked myself, are, Kim, are you really okay with never wearing these ever again? And my answer was no, I wasn't okay with that. 
So, you know, one by one, I took them out, washed them, ironed them, folded them back up. And that was a really big stepping stone in my career. I was just, you know, ready to go back to my roots. I, I love how the scrubs like almost took on a life and sort of spoke to you. Yeah. And said, no, you want us. Yeah. Don't, don't leave us in the back of the closet. Exactly. What exactly. a great, it's an awesome metaphor that, I mean, that you buried it and then, and then re- resurrected it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I found myself like sobbing into those scrubs and I was, I, I just, I knew it didn't feel right. And I knew, um, that, that I needed to wear them again, that I needed to, to practice again. And I, it was probably one of the best decisions I've made. That's fantastic. All right. So what's number five? Okay. So number five is COVID-19. So I subscribe to a lot, I'm sure as, as you do, Amanda, and a lot of the listeners um, subscribe to a lot of the hygiene, um, social media, Facebook groups, Instagram, things like that. And one topic that's constantly visited, especially right now is uh, how to get out of the operatory, how to, how to jump ship. And don't get me wrong. I know during this pandemic, it's a challenge. The PPE is a lot, the overdue patience and the high risk nature of our job is, is a lot for people. And I understand the reasons why hygienists are leaving and retiring early. And, and I get that, but I felt like that was a disservice to my patients that needed brave hygienists to get out there and help get their perio disease back on track. And, you know, the gingivitis that crept up during quarantine from, you know, lack of home care, stress, so on and so forth. And the patients that didn't have their blood pressures checked for three, four, six months. Um, And people that just haven't had social interaction. My patients that just needed to look somebody in the eye and have an in-person conversation. Um, it felt like a disservice to them to run out of the operatory. Um, so I think, I think none of us pursue dentistry selfishly for selfish reasons. And I think if you are, you're doing it wrong. I think you need to revitalize your why and do some, some reflection. But I, I encourage a lot of you that are thinking about jumping ship to run back into the operatory and, Join us in, in treating patients that need us. You know, I have to say when, when COVID started, I, my initial thought was, oh my gosh, I am never, ever popping back into that op again because I am darn afraid. And then time went on and I realized, oh, wait, okay, wait, I, this is not as scary as I thought it was. And I guess we learned more and, you know, in the beginning there, there was so much unknown and as we've learned more and as you know, we figured out PPE and we're figuring out all these aerosol reduction strategies. And it's not as scary as I thought it was in March. I mean, in March, I was, yeah, I was ready to to hang up the scrubs and, and not go again. But today was great. Today was a good day. Yeah, my first day back, don't get me wrong, I was petrified. I was afraid of contracting the virus. I have, you know, a family like everyone else. Uh, you know, we have to do our job safely and and in a smart fashion. But I think, um, we've been doing a lot of this all along, you know, we've, we we've been, the things that are new are, you know, you guys, you guys all know the HEPA filters and the PPE and things like that, but we've been disinfecting operatory since day one. We've been using universal precautions since day one. So when my patients ask me, has your practice changed 
drastically? I say no, it really hasn't because we're just doing what we've been doing all along and then some. Absolutely. And 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 hopefully those offices that maybe weren't doing all the things, maybe this was their thing to, that started them to do all the things again. Absolutely. And and we're getting back on track and really and really putting that focus on keeping ourselves safe and keeping patients safe. I absolutely adore this story. I love that you that you took that time to to reflect upon yourself and said, you know, this change that everybody's trying to convince me I'm supposed to have, you know what? I'm not I'm not supposed to have it. And each one of us really needs to take that time to look at our internal why and and what feeds us and fuels us. And that's going to be different for every single person. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, let's review our top five. So the top five reasons that you returned to dental hygiene was one, the patients, of course, the patients, oh, they're the best and the worst. <laughs> Number two, the underwhelmed with the urge to do more, which totally makes sense. I, I think society tries to tell us, you got to do more, you got to do more, you got to do more. And just clinical hygiene is more <laughs> every day. For sure. Number three is professional fulfillment. Number four is revitalizing your why. And number five is good old COVID-19. Oh, Kim, if people want to reach out to you, how can they do that? So I can be reached at my email address, kim.carpenter.rdh at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, listeners, I hope that you have enjoyed this and perhaps it's given you inspiration about what you do and figuring out the why about why you do it. Now, we all know only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 